0: Inside of paper cups, inside of plastic cups.
1: It's just evolved, but I've strange, isn't
0: to explain. Welcome to Plastic Cups Inside Paper Cups Inside Plastic Cups. I'm Dennis Wilson, and this is
1: Omar Rabadi.
0: Omar, how's it going?
1: Pretty good, pretty good. It's another Thursday night on lockdown, I guess we'll call it. Is this the third week, the fourth week? I'm kind of losing track at this point.
0: <sighs> totally losing track. Um, let's just say this is the third week we've done a, a, a podcast, and this it we'll it will say it's three. So we kind of started, I think, when it really, about the time that the, 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 the lockdown uh, had started. Um, and I saw yeah. like... It's like maybe we should say the date because we're living like in the middle of like kind of a historic period, and like even from week to week, it may be very different. So, I'm going to say it's April 2nd, 2020.
1: Yeah, it's it's (laughs) April 2nd, 2020. Almost like, yeah. So, uh, what's your hair situation like? I mean, I haven't had a haircut for five weeks, I might not have another one for another, I don't know, six weeks. It's gonna. Yeah, it's already longer than it's been since I think I was like in middle school.
0: Yeah, so I got a haircut right before it became unacceptable to be in public and getting haircuts, um, and so I feel like I'm still in a decent spot, um, but you know, another couple of weeks and it's going to be annoyingly long. So I'm, I don't know. I kind of. Uh, uh, I'm debating, you know, just buzzing it pretty like because you you usually kind of have a buzz type of cut, like very short where my hair is kind of standing up. But I I was debating just like kind of using the longest extension on my my beard trimmer and just just, you know, buzzing it down and and feeling clean. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I had a bad experience with that once when I was in college. I decided I was going to give myself a buzz cut, but I screwed it up and I had to go bald.
0: Uh, yeah, I know. did that, too. In, in college, I cut my own hair, and then my brother came to visit, and he's like, dude, you look like you, you, look like you got a, a prison haircut.
1: Yeah, I remember, I remember one fellow student was like, why did you do that? And I'd be like, it was a mistake. It was a mistake. <laughs> this was not on purpose.
0: Yeah, so do we have um, – last week we put uh, out the invitation to send us um, mailbag questions. Do we have any mailbag questions?
1: I mean, we got hundreds of them. I don't know if we're gonna have time to get to them. Uh, Okay.
0: Yeah, we have a. All right. Well, maybe fiddle around and see if you, uh, uh, you know, can find a good one. Um, if you have something like I didn't get a chance to look at what came in. Um, and you know, maybe we can hit one of those. Just for everybody listening, the the uh, mailbag email address is plasticcupsinsidepapercups at gmail dot com. I, I learned, just like with the name of the, the podcast on SoundCloud, there's a limitation to how long your Gmail account can be, so that's why it's not the full name of the podcast.
1: Yeah, and even our podcast name is shorter than it was going to be because it was going to be
0: Plastic Cups in Inside of. Yeah. Inside of. So we lost, in, lost we the ofs. Of. I, kind of. of. I kind of missed the ofs. I, I think that... Um, you know, they say like limitations are like kind of like one of the best uh, um, things that spurs uh, innovation. So like in creativities. So like I think it, it 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 kind of forces to work inside of that box. I like it, but you know you got to keep it within the like Spotify. You know I think has limitations in the names of things too. Yeah. So
1: we're on we're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on Apple Podcasts we're kind of on google podcasts so we're on google play music which is their competitor to spotify but we're not actually on we're not actually on google podcasts because they require i don't know it's confusing they need to index your website and luckily plastic cups inside paper cups inside plastic cups.com was still available which oh. I was super happy about. Nobody thought of snagging that up already. <laughs> <So> <laughs> Fools. We have, yeah, we have the website. We just haven't built the website yet, so that's coming in the future. So, and if anybody wants to do some sort of long form writing on the website, we might be open to it. You know,
0: <laughs> I, I don't know if we ever. I, I remember I submitted it to iTunes, and I don't know if it got uh, accepted yet. But if we get on Stitcher and Pod and Spotify, that's pretty good. It'll yeah, look it's get on, on iTunes. iTunes. I,
1: I, I looked. It oh, up it
0: is there. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah. I, I did it last week or two weeks ago and never checked. I never got a notification, but I think that's how, you know, Apple is in general. They're just like kind of a mystery. I I got a, I, I was looking, what you were talking, I looked through the, the mailbag questions. Um, so this um, comes from uh, Tom DeSico in, in Montana actually, which is, I don't know. I have a couple of friends in the Wyoming, Montana region. So maybe that's a friend of, of a friend, um, but Tom asks, What's a pickle? What is a pickle? Yeah, like what's
1: being in a pickle, or what's the actual? What, what's
0: what yeah, is what's a pickle? What, yeah, what is a pickle?
1: I mean, I thought it was just like a cucumber that you did something weird to. Yeah,
0: well, it does. Yeah, that's the thing. Is a, a a pickle doesn't have to be just a cucumber. It can be any vegetable. And maybe you could, I don't know if you could call like a, a pickled, you know, kielbasa a, a pickle. But like, you know, it's just, um, uh, I guess, it, by the preservation method. And um, I should know more about this because, um, as you may know, I was going to start a podcast with our friend Dave Assalone called Pickling And And it was going to be around pickling. It was going to be a video podcast. I thought you guys were going
1: to start an actual pickle company. We were going to start a pickle,
0: right? We were going to start a pickle company, and then we thought, well, you know, to 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 build up the interest and potential customer base, we would start a video podcast. And every week, we would do a video podcast and pickle something, and we would bring in. Uh celebrity kind of like that, you know, that video podcast, or I don't know if call it a video podcast, that video series of like hot ones where they have like kind of celebrities taste these different chicken wings with different like hot sauce on them. No, seen well, that. no, I've never seen that. Well, that's, that, that's a thing. And, and so that was the idea. So um, we didn't end up getting around that, but you know, I, I've done some pickling myself and it's, you know, it's, it's a preservation method what's the weirdest
1: thing what's the weirdest thing you've ever pickled have you ever pickled like a jolly rancher or something like that
0: i don't think that would count i think the idea is it's a preservation method so you got to take something that's i don't know vegetable matter and 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 uh you know you brine it you you change the ph levels so that bacteria is killed off and can't grow and so it can be you know, it can be uh, kept oh, okay. for a long period of time, but uh, no. So it's yeah, kind I tried, of like the same. Know.
1: The same idea is like dried fruit, like cranberries that have been dried.
0: Well, that's drying. That's not necessarily. I don't know if that's. Is it's probably a different mechanism of preservation where you're taking, you're changing something to it. But yeah, I guess underlying it's like a. You're changing the the kind of the, the I guess the chemical makeup of the fruit or vegetable and therefore preventing bacteria from growing. So I get, yeah, because you can keep a, a dehydrated banana chip for like centuries, probably. Oh, good but dinner. the weirdest thing I ever pickled, I don't know. I don't I say it's weird. I, I like doing like uh, carrots and uh, cauliflower is really good. Cause it's like, um doesn't really have much flavor on its own. Green beans are great. Uh, onions. Um, yeah. You know, just some of the, the those, so that's all, that's all pickle. So to, to answer um, uh, Tom's question, a pickle is, you know, that's that, that's that's a pickle. So, you know, go to your local grocer and, you know, check out the pickle section. It's really... You have, know, pickles you have, ever,
1: have you ever pickled a liquid?
0: Well, I don't think that that um, would... Because, like, the, the agent for pickling is basically a liquid so i don't know if that would count mm. i guess if you so added a solid enough...
1: could you pickle a liquid with a solid
0: no i don't think so i don't think so i don't think it works like that i think you could i guess you could pickle orange juice by adding a bunch of vinegar and salt to it but i don't that it would just be um basically pickled juice <laughs> um i yeah i don't think that i guess that would kind of pickle it but I, I don't know like i guess because there are Components in the orange juice that are still like pieces of the fruit. And so that might work, but that's, I'm not going to recommend that because that's not been proven. I have a book I got for my birthday about pickling. So I'll do a little more research and maybe we can follow up next week.
1: Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, maybe you could even email the authors of that book if they don't have a section on trying to pickle a liquid.
0: Yeah, well, I'm sure it's like now's a good opportunity to do interviews with people because they're probably a lot more available. Just get them on the Skype. And so I'll, I'll look at the book, see what, you know, if there's an email address there for the author and see what we can do.
1: Cool, cool, cool. I wanted to run something by you I saw yesterday as I was going for my very slow jog while trying to avoid, say, not in six feet of people. There were two guys on the sidewalk swinging golf clubs. Not, There were no golf balls, but they were just swinging golf balls. On the one hand, it was kind of funny, but on the other hand, like everyone kind of had to go to the other side of the street.
0: Wait, they were just swinging the club, not, they were, not hitting golf balls?
1: Yeah, they were just swinging golf balls, standing like a feet apart from each other. It's definitely funny, but on the other hand, it was like, all right, we get it. You're kind of like rebelling against it the social distancing rules or something but they're taking up the entire sidewalk so if you're listening it's not yes yeah
0: yeah. if you guys are listening just just stop being knuckleheads yeah um clean up your act and or just go step into the street because there's not that much traffic anymore um so like when i go for a jog you know i run down the street a lot more so just go on the street and swing your swing your clubs i think that, that dr fauci would would uh would agree yeah yeah so um we're now as we said on our third episode um just thought we should take a second to see what have we learned so far what
1: have what have we learned about
0: podcasting what have we learned about podcasting what have we learn about what we want to do with this podcast what, what what kind of different avenues could we go down um you know like We talked about maybe we're going to do some interviews, so we need to start lining those up. Um, I don't know. Last week, we, you know, I felt like number two was like, you know, I listened back to it when I was editing it, and you know, it was like I think we both felt we got a little bit too, maybe too too many of the topics were too serious, and it was, you know, we need a a certain amount of levity these days.
1: Yeah, I would, I would say, I think we've learned. I, I I right, I think we've learned that uh we're you know we're not gonna compete or top anyone who's trying to actually inform the public. So I think as far as just like hey here here are the facts here are what you should do here's what you should not do so we should try to just just talk about things in uh you know reactive way sort of like what's what's our experience what? What can we bring from the pre-C19 days, you know, that's still interesting, that's still funny, that we can sort of bring to the table?
0: Yeah, or if we do, I, I felt like, you know, I feel like um, um, if, you know, if we're going to have a serious topic, I, I personally want to do more research um, ahead of time. You know, I don't mind being like kind of misinformed if we're talking about pickles. But I don't want to be misinformed about like um, the the uh, behavior of the administration and and or the CDC or something like that. So I don't know, just a just a thought.
1: Yeah, yeah, we don't want to be like you know Fox News giving misinformation. <laughs> so.
0: Yeah. So um, should we turn to some topic? Sounds good to me. All right, go for it. All
1: right. So the first thing I wanted to ask you. This week was what was the first job you ever had?
0: Yeah, I was thinking about about that, and I'm I'm struggling a bit with the what the first one was. Um, How can you not
1: remember that? That that seems you don't remember the first time you got paid. You were a kid, and you're
0: like, I've got this money. I don't know. I feel like you know. Yeah, no. I, I I because. I I did some I think here and there I did some like before I was like of age would do some like uh like landscaping work for like friends parents and stuff and maybe that was like you're you're talking about like like a paycheck job kind of like um well so, so this what I'm thinking is a is paycheck that I job a,
1: something you did on a regular basis not yeah just so like a one off
0: yeah so like, like um I would say it was when I was I guess we didn't have our licenses yet or like we were just getting them. So like, I'm trying to put like a timeline to that. So it's probably like somewhere around like ninth grades. We were probably like 15. So yeah, I worked, this was the first like regular summer job I had was actually my, my friend's dad and his, his friend um, uh, took on um, uh, the, the job of renovating an old amusement park. Up in, where I grew up in upstate New York. It was called Sherman's um, and it had been like kind of shut down for a couple decades. And, it, you know, it's not a huge, it was more like a, you know, it's not like six flags. It's more like had a merry go round, ice cream stand, uh, a, a, a Ferris wheel and like, you know, a bandstand and stuff like that. But um, he hired us, uh, me and my friend and like, you know, three or four of our, or five or six of our other friends to help, uh, renovate that so he was a contractor uh his name was guy um and yeah that so that wasn't like we were, his
1: real was that wasn't his name
0: i don't know guy. If that, i think his i think his first name was really uh giuseppe maybe he's italian Seppi? obviously okay. giuseppe yeah um I'm, I'm just guessing at that but i mean i never knew him by anything other than guy um and so you know it was like it, it was a, a little amusement park with a, you know, a kitchen and a bar and a restaurant area. And so, and an ice cream stand. And so it was everything from, um, you know, like just like sweeping and cleaning and painting. And, you know, like one of the the worst jobs was when we had to clean the the kitchen and like, when they shut down the, that, that place, they just, they just walked away from it. So there was the, the, the fryers for like French fries and stuff was still full of grease that had been sitting there for like a decade. And there was like you know dead mice in it, and yeah, and it was just it was gnarly. I don't even know how we like cleaned that kitchen enough to make it able to serve food. Um, but that was like you know we did that for a whole summer, and then eventually had like a grand opening. Um, when I learned how to do you know like plumbing and stuff like that and all sorts of stuff, it was like whatever you had to do. And I actually ended up uh, putting together, reassembling the Ferris wheel. Um,
1: that may, I would have been nervous to get on that Ferris wheel.
0: Yeah, this I would have ever, I don't know if I, ever, a guy named I, know if I and two 13 year olds. Well, well like, just put yeah, well, yeah it, it was a guy named guy and it was, and he was like, to be honest, he was drunk and high, like most all day long. And then like a bunch of 15 and 16 year olds, like helping him. Um, and yeah, I don't know if I ever rode the Ferris wheel after to be honest, but I definitely helped reassemble it.
1: I'm gonna look in the uh, what was the name of that town? So I want to.
0: Well, that was Crooga Lake, New York.
1: All right. Well, I'm gonna gonna look at the old newspaper archives and see if there was any ride accidents shortly after this grand reopening.
0: Well, there wasn't. There was not. I'm not aware of any, so I don't think you're gonna find anything. Um, and there's a statute of limitations on Ferris wheel uh, mel- uh, negligence. I wasn't going uh, to but... sue you. I wasn't there. <laughs> oh, oh, I thought you were going to start like a class action suit. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um uh, But that. So okay. Yeah, that was the, that was like my first job, and then I worked in a grocery store, I think, afterwards, and that was much more boring. What about you? What was your first job?
1: Well, before I get to that, I worked for an, at an amusement park for years too. I worked at Dorney Park in Wildwater Kingdom. Oh, you did. Yeah, as the front gate photographer. I did a lot of different things. I did the roller coaster photography, the front gate photography where you stop the person coming in. You're like, stop, stand still, move closer together. You take the person's picture, try to sell it to them later. Worked in the gift shops here and there.
0: At the front gate? Like, is that really, like, I guess they're excited. They're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, because
1: it's, it's before people have, like, gotten messed up their hair and their look and they're all like exhausted. So they come in and they're like full of smiles. And also like, they don't really know why you're taking their picture before it's kind of too late. So you're not, yeah. you're just sort of like getting them. And so what I eventually became like the team leader, then the supervisor of this thing. And that was the thing I had to convince like my coworkers of like, look, you don't ask them. You don't like politely try to, Say hey, we want to take your picture. Is it okay? You just like hey, stand still, move closer together, smile, at everybody. Before you know it, you took a picture.
0: Oh, so like really pushy.
1: Yeah, a little bit pushy. Little, but they don't have to buy it. Obviously, they can just come look at it
0: later. Yeah, um, uh, I didn't know. I didn't realize we had like a a, a common history in in the amusement park in, uh, industry. Yeah, yeah,
1: I was really into the amusement park industry when I was younger. I you know, some some friends of mine who I work with there made it a career, like started at 14 years old still and still work there. Still are like amusement really? park lifers. Yeah.
0: Wow. I, maybe and I can
1: ask some of those guys to be a guest.
0: There <laughs> you go. That would be, that would be perfect. perfect. Uh, yeah. um, and don't we know, uh, don't we have another connection to Dorney Park?
1: Oh, yeah. Our friend Lindsay sang the theme song door right yeah 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 we, we should play it on the show sometime but that um, wasn't that wasn't my first job. So my first job uh, was delivering newspapers to the people who didn't subscribe to the
0: newspaper if that makes sense like to try to get them to get into the newspaper
1: No I I think the idea of it was more so that the advertisers wanted to reach everybody. So oh, yeah, because like they a- have to
0: get a guaranteed um, circulation. Uh, so they just need to give some away to get up to that that guarantee for the advertiser. Yeah,
1: so it was like a once a week thing that would be filled with like a lot of the stuff that was in the Sunday paper as far as advertisements. So that that was my first job. And then that led into eventually I became a real paper boy delivering the newspaper every day, which on a bike, not on a bike. I was just walking. Mm. Uh, the houses were close enough together that, you know, I could just do it pretty quickly, which, you know, the pay per hour for being a paper boy is pretty good. But the thing that sucks about it is you never actually get a day off. You have to wake up early every Oof. day.
0: Christmas, Ooh, yeah.
1: Thanksgiving Sunday. Oh, you know, man. And just... I tried splitting it with Some kid in the neighborhood, but he was—he wasn't up. He—he didn't know what he was doing.
0: Do you want to say his name? You want to call him out?
1: I can't remember his name.
0: (laughs) Okay. Uh, I was—I was gonna—I want to shame him.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So uh, I don't know. That was kind of the downside. I think I got sick of it eventually. And once I started working at Dorney Park, I didn't need the paperboy job anymore. So.
0: So what? So what kind of money are we talking here? So like, how long? Like how many hours a day? Did you spend on a a paper route?
1: I think I got like ten dollars a day, and it took me less than an hour. And this is like in the nineties, so this is like midnight. So yeah, that's it was pretty good pay for the.
0: Except for you have to get up early. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that would be a deal breaker for me.
1: Yeah, you just have to get up early. It'd be once. It'd be different if it was like three or four days a week, but it was just. Never ending ever. That was the biggest yeah. downside of being a paper.
0: <laughs> Never ending ever. <laughs> Did you ever have trouble with people like collecting or like when you yeah, were you trying to collect money to paying up?
1: No, I think so. For the most part, they just paid directly with credit card. And there was a few people who I guess didn't have credit card or didn't want to pay by credit card. So I would collect from those people, but I don't, I don't remember ever having a problem with anyone not paying me.
0: Yeah, I see. Um, so I was, I mentioned to you, um, that we were considering getting a puppy. Um, as you know, we have a dog named Louie and he is, I hope I get this right. I always forget, but like nine years old. Um, and so, um, we were, like we we're is it cuz you guys are about...
1: bored with Louie and you're like we need a more interesting dog than Louie No
0: no how dare you um, <laughs> I'm i up you know, <laughs> Yeah yeah I won't I won't tell him you said that Um so like you know we've been we've been thinking about it for like 5 6 years but like one of the contingencies was to get a a yard um a place a house with a yard so we have it's easier to like get him some outdoor time them out, outdoor time because right now i have to you know we have to take him for a walk. we take him in the courtyard but to, you know let them let him play you know have to take him on a walk and walking walking two dogs especially like a labrador and another dog is a lot more work than walking one dog because you know like louis is very strong so like two of him would be it's almost unmanageable um so like um then the other thing was like well you have to be when you get a puppy you have to be home, like to, to potty train it, like all, all the time, not potty training. That would be for, a, if he was pooping in the toilet, but like housebreaking. And so, you know, like now we're home all the time. So that kind of alleviates one thing. And we were about to, you know, looking at buying houses or a house, and that's probably not going to happen in the near term. So we figured, okay, let's, let's just, let's just like get this a go now. So we're, we're looking on the various, um, like fully uh, looking on Pet Finder where you can see various dogs that are up for um, adoption. So have you ever been a, have you ever had a dog like growing up? Did you have pets or anything?
1: No. So my parents, so I have three siblings and I would say three of the four siblings, including myself, wanted to have a pet. But our parents, it was kind of a, a strict no. they, they didn't have any pets growing up. Uh, they grew up overseas in Jordan, and nobody—at least when they were growing up there—nobody had pets other than hunting dogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think things have changed now. People have seen like enough American and British TV; they see see Westerners have having pets. So now some people there have pets. But yeah. so our parents. Uh just never really had any interest or any affinity, really, for animals, and still, for the most part, don't really. So they wouldn't let us have a dog or a cat. They did, I guess, compromise us a little bit. They let us have fish. So we had a fish mm. tank. And at one point, we did have a turtle. But that, mm. That's as far as they would go, as far as letting us have pets. So I, and since I've been an adult... On my own, I've never had a pet. Uh, Would
0: you consider it, getting one, or?
1: I'd consider interest. I'd consider it. Like I don't, you know, I don't dislike dogs, but dogs do kind of confound me. Like, you, it, I know some people have a con- strong connection with their pet, and they can tell when they're happy, when they're not happy, when they're what they need to feel better when they're not feeling well. But when I deal with a dog, sometimes I'm just confused as to what's wrong. Is something wrong? What are they trying to tell me? Mm -hmm. And I also what you described with getting having to be home all the time when you first get a puppy, like obviously now because we're on lockdown, I'm home all the time, but normally like I leave, you know, I leave for work around eight. I might not be home till like seven. I don't know. I don't know how that would work with that. And with all that being said, like I do think it would be fascinating and interesting to live with an animal. It would be, I don't know. Maybe if I lived with an animal for a couple months, my viewpoint would change. Maybe I would actually start to, under, understand when it's how it's feeling, why it's feeling the way it's feeling, that type of thing.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, that takes it, it doesn't. I wouldn't that wouldn't think it would take long. I would. I think you could, like granted a, a dog can't talk, but it, they're I don't know, arguably easier to read than than people sometimes because they're they don't have a, a lot of you know nuances in their moods. It's usually I would say 90% very happy then, you know, those brief moments when it's like, it knows it wants it's dinner. It knows it wants to go to the bathroom. And then the unfortunate times when it's sick, but those times are like, you know, uh, for me, at least with Louie, like very apparent. Cause like, he's almost always at like, you know, a nine and a half in terms of happiness. So like, um, the one time, like I went to feed him and he usually gobbles up his food and he, he looked at it and he didn't, he just looked at it and looked at me and looked at it and looked at me. And I was like, Oh no. Um, it turns out he just ate some broccoli the night before and had gas. Cause I, um, I, I sat him down. I was like, what's going on. I felt his stomach to see if it was like, you know, and it felt like a little bit, um, distended and I listened, it was like all gurgling. And then the vet was like, yeah, he's probably just got some gas. So like, you know, give him, give him a couple hours and then he was fine. <laughs> so they're pretty straightforward, you know, um, in terms of like their mood level.
1: Yeah, yeah. I see. It's interesting you say that because when I hang out with Louis, I don't know. Maybe I'm just overthinking it, but I, I, I sometimes look at him and I'm like, "What's going on inside that head?"
0: Well, yeah. I mean, I look at him sometimes. I'm like, like you know, he's a weird shaped head, um, and he's a t- He's all furry, and I'm like, "What? Why are you here?" Like, you know, like you're. It's so weird sometimes if you think of the fact that, like, we just have these animals that we are like. Oh, this is good that we have an animal living in our house. Um, sometimes that's a little bit of a mystery. Um, and he looks yeah, like so I was, different. I
1: was re- <laughs> yeah, I was reading a little bit about that. Uh, you know, having like just companion pets is a pets is a pretty recent phenomenon. Phenom- well, I messed up that word, but you know what I mean. In human <laughs> history, uh, I think it goes back to, you know, prehistoric humans, which was most of human history, were around animals so much more often, and th- maybe that's kind of where it comes from, like this need to have a co- a closer connection with animals.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's um, I think that's fair. Like, it's a fairly new phenomenon. Um, uh, Like in terms of like thinking of a a pet as I don't know like so like even like uh, back in the mid you know mid uh, 20th century um, people had dogs but they didn't you know like yeah I don't don't know how accurate this is but like in I feel like in TV or when people when they have movies that are about like the 50s um, like the 40s and 50s and 60s that's always like the dad like hates the dog or, like, things should be out in the rain. It's like that, you know, like, there's always this weird dynamic of, like, not really uh, humanizing dogs that much. And I, I asked my parents about that. They're like, no, that's not how that's not it was for us. Like, they both had dogs growing up. They're like, no, the dog was in the house all the time. You know, and it was, like, it was like part of the family.
1: <laughs> so how's, how's Louie reacting to you and your wife Bo being home all the time now?
0: Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think he, like, this is the thing is like, why you know, they're not that complex that I think that he realizes that, you know, I don't know if he thinks about what it used to be like a week ago or two weeks or whatever ago. I think he just, he, he just rolls with the flow. And so he's just like, yeah, it's Saturday. It's like, and, um, you know, the, the only difference is like, usually we get home, like, you know, like six or seven. And so when we get home, he, he, uh, that's when he gets fed. And like now, you know, around four 30, he starts giving me like the, the, the death stare being like, feed me, feed me, you know? And so like, we try to on weekends, we typically feed him at five, but he like, you know, maybe we'll cheat and give him a little bit early, but he's like, he knows like that when we're there, he gets to eat earlier. So that's the only difference I think he understands. He doesn't get to see his dog walker so I don't know if he, so I don't know like how dogs process like, like, you know, like, like we have a lot more abstract thought, obviously. So like, you know, we miss people who are, we're not, you know, who have passed or people who are distant uh, from us. But I don't know if dogs, like how they process that. But clearly if you see, like, you know, he reacts more when I've been gone for a week than if I've been gone for a day. So there is some of this notion that there, you know, of loneliness. You and ta- you hear about, you know, dogs who, um, you know, are depressed if their owner dies or if they're on military uh, uh, service. So like, um, there is some component of that. But at the same time, like, I don't know if he's like right now like being like, oh yeah, like I, I have this this woman who walks me like several times a week, and I don't I haven't seen her lately, and that's kind of worried about her. You know, I don't know. Like it's it's a good. I don't know what's inside of his head with that.
1: Yeah, yeah, that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Uh, but do, you should get a dog.
1: Yeah, I mean, I thought about it. I guess, you know, what, sell it on me. What would it, why do you think it would benefit me?
0: Well, I mean, especially right now, actually, I think the the, the shelters are doing good because a lot of people are, 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 you know, home. And so they're like either adopting or fostering. Um, obviously they need that kind of, help right now because they can't have probably as many people um you know in their facilities so they they do need that um i, I don't think you should do it for that reason necessarily because that's you know if you want to foster a dog you know that would be a good way to test it out because um my understanding is that if you foster it you have the opportunity to adopt it full time but you could like you know test it out to see if you like it um but you know you live alone so it's great companionship like Um, I actually wrote an article for Fast Company when I used to do freelance writing about um, like how a dog is, you know, when you work work from home, why it's good companionship and how they help you kind of have a little bit better work life balance. You know, they get you to they eat on time. So you should make sure you don't skip your lunch. They want to go for a walk. So you should go out and get some fresh air. Um, So, you know, a dog, it's like, you know, it's also good for you because it keeps takes your focus off of yourself and you become a little bit uh, less, less self-centered because you're concerned about, you know, making sure they're healthy and they're fed and they're walked and exercised and all, all that stuff. So that's, you know, that's good for anybody to, to, you know, become less self-centered that, you know, that's, I think that was a, a learning thing for me when, when I started dating Bo and she had a dog and I started to realize like what it means to take care of somebody uh, that's really, you know, needs your, your help to survive, you know? So that's, um, that's a good thing to like learn about. I think
1: that all makes sense. Did you did you have pets growing up, or was that the first time you had a pet?
0: Well, we had cats. We were a cat family, so all throughout growing up, we had a cat. We had cats, and we had a really good cat named Sammy, um, and that was like our pet, me and Joe's, my brother's uh, pet, growing up. Uh, we had a dog briefly, but he got hit by a car when he was six months old, so. Um, and I was very young. So I, I remember him, he was a little bit crazy um, and aggressive, but yeah, he, he, so we only had a dog for a short period of time. Um, so I was always, you know, it was kind of like, my parents still have a cat and my brother and his wife have two cats. So they went the cat route and, and but the I started ma- uh, dating Bo, um, you know, she had a, a, a yellow lab. Um, named Hunter. So that kind of um, became a dog person.
1: Makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, You want to talk some NBA?
0: Yeah. National Basketball Association. National Basketball Association. So
1: actually something I find pretty interesting is you became a NBA fan pretty late in life, like just within the last two
0: years. Well, well I, I guess you would say I I'm a, I relapsed into fandom because I was a I was a I was a big sports fan from about you know maybe like sixth grade through like eighth grade. So like I knew like we got we, me and my brother got into uh, baseball card collecting and then and basketball and less so football. So I know sports really well from. Nineteen eighty nine until about ninety six, and that was like my big window of of uh, sportsdom. Um, and you know, some of my favorite teams were the, like the Redskins and the Bulls and the Twins. Um, so I I was an I was a Bulls fan, and I you know obviously because they were popular. Um, I didn't grow up in Chicago, but I was a big Scottie Pippen fan. So I was a, I was an NBA fan. Um, but then I didn't pay attention to any sports in any kind of following a team kind of way until, yeah, as you said, like, um, basically last year, I guess it was, or the kind of like the playoffs of 2017 was the first time I like watched a basketball game in a good decade and a half when the, the Sixers were playing the, uh, Miami heat and you came over and you were like, oh, I don't know if I can come over. I got to watch the playoff game. I'm like, I have TV.
1: And you've gotten really into it—not just watching it, but you're like, you know, you read articles on it, listen to a podcast on it. So you. Yeah,
0: yeah. I but that's kind very, of part of the
1: fun. Yeah. That's kind of the fun of sports, like the circus and the ridiculousness about it. I think if it was just watching the game and then that's it, and then watch the next game, that wouldn't be—I don't know. For me, it wouldn't be the same experience.
0: Yeah, and I don't know if I—I I, I would imagine that I was thinking that this was like going to be my peak fandom because it was all new to me. Like I had never, this is the first season that I like even last season, I only started watching games probably halfway through the season, like watching them consistently or even like three quarters of the season. So this was going to be the first season that I was going to watch like almost every game of a team that I was following and also, yeah, reading about it. So I was like, I don't know, like, you know, I was even watching games where, um, you know, they're playing like crappy teams, um, on a, you know, on a Wednesday night that was making a point to watch like most of the game. So I was thinking like, uh, you know, the novelty will wear off. Um, and the Sixers, you know, organization is kind of frustrating. So it might, you know, become less fun and I don't want to just like do it. Like some sports fans seem to be like in misery and I don't have any interest in, in being one of those, <laughs> but yeah, I've been, I've been quite into it.
1: Yeah, I mean, the misery. Yeah, I mean, I hear what you're saying. Like, I think if you're a sports fan, you got to come to peace with the idea that your team usually isn't going to win the championship. So even when Kawhi hit that shot last year, like, was I upset? Of course. But I've kind of trained myself to be like, you know what? It's you want to enjoy the ride and not. If if you hinge everything on did they win the championship this year, you're, you're just not gonna have much fun with it.
0: No, and said it to me. It wasn't even that. Like that was heartbreaking in the moment, but like the Raptors, I think played a better series. They they seem to want it more. They seem to go for offensive rebounds and, you know, and and really just you know that shot was a bit of you know luck. But I was. It's not even that. It's just like watching the Sixers lose to like the Hawks. Um, on a Wednesday night when they should just be racking up those wins is what kind of bothers me. And the fact that they have like, uh, such a horrible road record is it's like, I don't know. Something's just not adding up, but yeah, there's um,
1: definitely nights. There was definitely nights this season where it seemed like they just didn't show up. Yeah.
0: They just but you, weren't but we, we should, we shouldn't get, we, there's already plenty of good podcasts about the Sixers. We were going to talk about it. Right, so, so let in, me lay out, yeah. I'll lay out the yeah. hypothetical. Okay,
1: So let's say the NBA season can resume in October, with or without fans in the audience. And October is usually when the preseason starts. Should they just end the 2019-2020 season, start the new season? Or should they just have the 2020 playoffs start then? Or should there be some sort of third option? What, What... if you were the commissioner of the NBA, what would you do?
0: Yeah, so is that the new? Is that the new like tentative date, October?
1: No, so October is just normally when the NBA preseason starts.
0: Oh so I'm like, just,
1: yeah. So, so the hypothetical is just basically that's when due to c nineteen, the NBA season can start again.
0: Well, October's pretty late. So I would still be an advocate. Of, um, of of playing the playoffs in October, whenever you can get that going again, playing it, and then shortening the the twenty, what is it? You count the by the twenty twenty one season, right? Yeah. So, and I could uh, I could tell you why because for a couple reasons. One is the, the seasons are already very, very long the lots of games and we were, we were what three quarters plus through the season of for 2020. So yes. we, are, we we've already established the playoff seating, right? Like who are, like, what are we worried about? Like that somebody could could get short changed. It's like, you know, the, are the, are the, uh, who is it? Like the Mavericks or the Grizzlies going to be like, is somebody who was like the, the, you know, the seat like the, the eighth seed going to lose out, or, you know, somebody's going to be able to, was hoping to get into the eighth seed. Like that team's not going to win the playoffs. It doesn't really matter. So we've established what the purpose of the season was already, which is to uh, determine who's going to be in the playoffs. So that's, that's already, we're done with the regular season. It ended abruptly and we're just going to, we'll just go with the standings we have. And then the same thing would apply for, the, the following season is that you don't, you don't need 80 games to establish, you know, who is like, you know, who should be in the playoffs. It's, it's pretty clear after about, you know, 50 games or 40 games. So like, um, I think you just be like, you chalk this up to, you know, obviously a natural disaster. We couldn't have, you know, predicted would affect the season this way. And you just make these two seasons and that's kind of exciting, right? Like, because you get to have, you get to have two, Championships within a like a, a it's ten month period or whatever it is. Yeah. So my my only question is before you give your your take is how long is the playoffs typically? How many weeks is that?
1: So the playoffs is normally about two and a half months, I believe.
0: Yeah. Okay. So that's uh, that's a long period of time. So then you're talking about like basically. I would try to I would try to shorten the playoffs a bit, uh, maybe make the first round, which is also kind of useless, um, shorten it to the best out of four. Um, well, it can't out- be best out of four. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, then they just have a fist fight after. Yeah. For no, best out of five, and then so you sh- you shorten that by like maybe a week. Um, so so you can get to maybe being uh, I mean around the holidays you're having the um, uh, the 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 championship, and then you take a break. The only challenge is going to be that's going to be really intensive for people, so you're going to need a break. But I think you gotta just go with what's 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 being presented. If we can, they can start playing again in October. You play two seasons. That's my take. But I don't know. What do you think?
1: So yeah, I definitely agree that I don't think canceling. I don't think not having a 2020 champion is a good idea. I don't think it's a good idea from a business perspective because the playoffs are way more lucrative than the regular season. It's less exciting for fans. It would be way too many regular season games in a row. But I also think this would be a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to do something really weird with the playoffs. Like maybe a... NCAA tournament type thing, but maybe it's like double or triple elimination. Cause I don't like the idea of having, you know, deciding who the NBA champion is based upon single elimination, but maybe some sort of weird round Robin tournament where you, once you lose your third game, then you're out, but you don't necessarily play the same team. Cause I feel like this is a unique opportunity where you can just do something off the wall
0: yeah, so that reminds me of um the uh, Bills have you heard like uh, Bill Simmons like suggestion for because there's been talk about doing like a mid seasonason um, yeah I never, uh, tournament.
1: I never got into the whole midseason idea because I don't know i I always thought would the teams take it seriously? Would I take it seriously as a fan? but yeah, yeah
0: no, i I agree. I think it's like it doesn't really fit. And doesn't, I don't know what it achieves, but um, I think he called it the Russell, what do you call it? The Russell uh, tournament or something like that, named after Bill Russell. Um, and actually think that that could apply here, doing something. I don't think a single, I don't, I don't think single, like to me, that defeats the whole purpose of like the, the playoffs the way it's, I don't yeah. know, like I think like the whole idea is that like, you really can prove like any team like that's why the NBA is exciting It's like any team can beat any team almost any given night but who can beat them the best out of three or best out of five you know so yeah. uh, but I would be up for doing something a little bit unique and just because it's going to be you know it's going to give a little bit more opportunity to if we if they restart the, and go right into the playoffs to teams that were further down in the, in the seating, because people are going to be coming back from not being as in shape, um, the mental, uh, whatever impact of the pandemic. And yeah, it's, it's going to level the playing field a bit. So it could be really interesting, but they will definitely probably need to contract the timeline a bit on that. Yep. Yep. But I, I, I was curious what you think about, like, you know, I think the, one of the the the, the things that's going to continue to have like the biggest um, challenge is um, sporting events and music events. So I'm wondering, like, um, what your take is on? And LeBron was talking about, like, even just recently, he was talking about if they resume play without fans. He was like, he doesn't want to do that. And what what do you think about that?
1: I, I mean, I'm actually would be excited to watch just for the uniqueness of it. just to something different. I think it'd be kind of cool to watch an NBA game without any fans. It,
0: what do you think? Yeah. Well, I mean, it not, I mean, it would be a little bit surreal just like everything else in this experience, but like, um, I, it's like, well, yeah, of course you want fans there and fans want to be there, but also, um, I could, I would really love to watch a Sixers game right now, you know, yeah. like, I'm yeah, really I like, would- to watch something in real time. So, you know, like, great. It's, yeah, I get it. It's not ideal, but like everybody's doing a lot of things that are not ideal. And if you can, if you can play a game, like, I mean, it'll be like every game would be like, I don't know, like it would feel so much more meaningful and I would be so attached to it. We would probably have to do a zoom, uh, watch along together, you know, like, so I I would be like, you know, just play. Like, I think the challenge is going to be, um, It's like the NBA is such a close quarters um, contact sport that it's going to be a continued challenge of having them play. And then once one player gets infected and um, unless they start doing the antibody testing to know who's had it, that that it's going to be like, how do you not end up shutting it down? Or alternatively, do you keep the players totally the every player and support staff isolated? (laughs) <laughs> like in a camp you know so that they're not be, like gonna risk the chance of infection because once you have one player i don't know how you don't infect it i don't know how you don't shut down again
1: yeah yeah uh i guess i mean i guess now they have 15 minute tests so that would help with that assuming in october or whenever they can start they're available but there's still you know players are going to go out they're going to live their lives and then Hopefully you can test all, you know, test all the players. And then, yeah, it would definitely be weird if it's like, hey, sorry, Giannis can't play because he's infected. But that happens in the playoffs anyways. Like a lot of times, a lot of top players get injured during the playoffs.
0: Right. Yeah. So I don't know. I guess it's like TBD, what the situation will be. But hopefully hopefully they can play by, you know, end of the summer or early fall.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That, that, would be great. Uh, so, so before we end, I have a quick question for you. I think mm-hmm. you told me last Friday you were doing a digital detox where you weren't going to be online. You weren't going to look at your phone or at least you were going to do that as much as possible did that end up happening how did it go are you planning on making that a regular thing hmm um or did i just make this I don't, up? no no you, you i said like,
0: like i didn't want to do the podcast because i wanted to unplug um i guess i guess i was using unplug more as a a term for like you know like not having to like um plug in and like have to think about anything like like the podcast requires like you know the work week is very tight you know even though we're you're know, working remote it's been very crazy at work um so like i am i was zonked especially last week i tried to get a little bit better balance um and like just like shut down at the right time and and take some breaks during the day but i was more like oh let's i just gotta unplug and i can't like think about like turning on skype and thinking about what we're going to talk about. Um, so I guess, no, I didn't like fully unplug because we ended up having a impromptu, um, zoom call that my brother set up. And so ended up doing, you know, these days it's hard to plug in that regard. If you want to connect with anybody, I ended up doing an impromptu zoom meeting from like or zoom call from like nine to 1130. (laughs) So I guess I didn't do a very good job, but then the next day, Hmm. I guess the goal wasn't, you know, it's like I, I, um, uh, I don't think I did much the next day in that regard. I I mostly just like, um, I went for a run, I think, with the dog and trying not to check. I don't know. I I can't take much news. Like, I think I have a much lower threshold than Bo for news because I'm like, yo, can we put on some music or, yo, let's just throw on a movie? Um, because I can only take so much of the news right now. What about you? Are you, are you, Are you, um, trying to like unplug it all or anything like that?
1: Yeah, I'm trying to, not for an entire day, but you know, for a few hours here and there, not look at any electronics, uh, just say, Hey, for a couple hours, I'm just going to read or I'm just going to practice guitar. And especially, you know, not every night, but some nights, uh, try to do it a couple hours before going to bed just because I think that probably helps with falling asleep, not looking at screens too close to going to bed. So I've been trying to incorporate that into my life. I don't know about I I guess it would be nice to do it for an entire day. But yeah, like you said, now that we're not seeing people in person, it's you know, being online is a way to sort of connect
0: with people. Yeah it's pretty it's pretty difficult to like totally yeah so i was trying to think of what it it seems to be very hard to remember what we did (laughs) because everything is kind of like work is blending into like it slowly transitions from work into the not work in the evenings and then like fridays transition to the week i don't know it just seems like everything is kind of blurring together right now so i was trying to think of what we did but then like on saturday I think we just, I think I went for a run and I think I did some, oh, on Saturday I went around to a bunch of breweries um, and did like the curbside pickup. So I ordered some beer from Triple Bottom Brewing on Spring Garden and Human Robot up in like Kensington and just did, you know, order online and then you, you drive up and like pick it, pick it up through the window. So I did that during the day. It was raining, it was like crazy, but I did take Louie for a walk And then, yeah, we then we had dinner and then we got on a Zoom meeting with Dave and Emma because, you know, we're like, we got to see some other people.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense.
0: Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. How are you? I mean, you're you're totally solo. Have you seen what was the last time you saw a person not like a person like a delivery driver or a grocery store worker? um, What was the last time you saw a person that you would consider like an acquaintance or friend?
1: I guess I guess it's been three weeks since we
0: were kind of on lockdown. So yeah, Yeah. I guess it's been about three weeks. All right, all right. Well, hang in there, because like actually, I saw Dave. I saw Dave. We went for a we 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 socially distanced, but we went for a jog, and we ran out and like along the riverside where it was like you know it's like kind of industrial and and very abandoned, but it was it was good to be like, uh, to see somebody face to face. So um, I don't know, maybe in. The next couple of weeks, we can try to find a find a way to get you into our, our into our neighborhood zone and see you at a distance.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It seems the whole seeing someone at a distance thing is well. Part of the issue is I'd have to get to the different neighborhood, which isn't. I, I guess I could take an Uber or something,
0: but. You probably don't want to take an Uber. Yeah, we could drive I mean, down we could drive down to your neighborhood and we could go to a park.
1: I guess. Yeah. And then just no, talk no. from like eight theater. I don't know. I'm not I'm doing okay. I mean, this all is right. this is good enough. Chatting it on the podcast. <laughs> this is, all right, I can fine. see I can see a still image of you. And I, so.
0: all, right, all right, all right. Okay. Well, well.
1: <laughs> with that, why don't we call it an episode? And thanks for listening, everybody.
0: Thanks for
1: listening to Plastic Cups, Inside Paper Cups, Inside Plastic Cups.
0: so All right. We'll, Good we'll... night, everyone. Yeah, mama don't allow no guitar playing right here. Yeah, mama don't allow no guitar playing right here. I don't care what mama don't allow, play my guitar anyhow. Mama don't allow no guitar playing right here.
1: Smoke money